Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I'm just going to flow with the Holy Ghost today, but I do want to read some scripture, grab your Bibles, stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord. I want to read some scripture today. I was uh, stepped out for just a moment and I don't know, the thought came across. I believe it was the Holy Spirit. Um, But the thought came across my mind. It's Christmas time in the house of God today. Lord comes bearing gifts. The Lord comes bearing gifts today. So you're going to be happy that you came to Christmas morning in the church this morning. Um, I do want to say this, guys. Um, December the 8th at 6 p.m., December the 8th at 6 p.m., we are having, uh, for for everyone and anyone who serves in this church or in this ministry in any kind of way, that also includes the Closet of Compassion and also includes uh, the Hope Farms as well. We're having our volunteer Christmas party and uh, we're having a circus here, is that right? We're going to actually have a circus here. I'm talking about this thing's crunk. So you better get ready. So we want you to come. Go ahead and make plans for that. It's our way of appreciating uh, all of you that, that allow this ministry to go forward in such a powerful way. December the 8th at 6 p.m. We want you to be here and we thank you for that. Now, let's read the word of the Lord today. Chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, verse 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that you were uh, Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So God is here today bearing gifts for the hungry. For the hungry. For those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. For those who say, you know what, Lord? I want to be used by you. You know, that's the prayer that that the church used to pray 10, 15 years ago on a regular basis. There was people who come down needing needing stuff, cars, whatever. I mean, they needed, you know, they people have needs and God will provide them. But I can remember a day when the church came down and said, God, I want to be used by you. Lord, I realize that my time on this earth is but a vapor. 
One day it's here and the next day it's gone. And while I'm here, God, let me leave a legacy for your name's sake. Let me be used by you, God. I don't know if you've prayed that in a while, but you're about to. God, let me be used by you. Forgive me for being all caught up in the stuff that I don't have or I do have. That's good stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with that. God blesses his children. When's the last time you said, God, I want to be used by you? Here I am, Lord, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. I want to be used by you, God. Amen. So I want to read one more portion of scripture. I know you've been standing a good bit. I, I appreciate you guys. I'm just getting you some exercise. Where am I going? Oh, yeah. First Corinthians chapter one. I didn't give you guys this. So if you could bring, bring, bling. Amen. <laughs> bling, bling. Amen. So if you can bring that up, please. First Corinthians chapter one. This is going to help somebody today. Verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through, the wis through wisdom did not know God, watch this, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews of stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brother, not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and these th and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence but of him you are in Christ watch this but of him you are in Christ Jesus who who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that it is written he who glorifies let him glory in the Lord and br I brethren when I came to you I did not come with the excellence of speech or of the wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and them crucified. For I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why? That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the living God. That your faith should be in the power of the living God. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this time we have. 
the few moments that we have with your word today. God, however long you decide to take, we want to be here to make sure that we receive all. We humble ourselves, and I pray that you would look upon my availability and not my ability. These people of yours, God, they came to hear from you. They came to receive from you. They came, God, some have come saying, Lord, I need a word today. Now, Holy Spirit, I trust that you will deliver and glorify Jesus in this moment. I thank you for it. We call this done in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Be seated for just a moment. Give the Lord a praise while you're doing that right now. Oh, glory be to God. How many, how many want whatever gift God has for you today? Now push your neighbor and say, why didn't you raise your hand? Come on, push them again and tell them, why didn't you raise your hand? How many want whatever gift God has for you today? I want everything the Lord has for me today. I want, I, I'm telling you, if God wants to use me in whatever he wants to use me in, I want to be used in it. Glory be to God. Now, I've been, we've been preaching on this series on, this, on the gifts of the Holy Spirit here lately. And uh, God has been ministering in a powerful way. Last time I stood up and preached, I didn't go into the, I, I, I just preached on the action gifts. I didn't preach about the action gifts. But I feel the Lord telling me to touch into this a little bit today for a couple reasons. First reason, at the end of service day, we're going to see some miracles and healings. That's what's going to happen. I just, all I got to have is two or three people to agree with me in the house of God. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. The second thing is I really sense the reason God has come in the way he's come in today it's a different, it's not a running and shouting, it's a, it's a be still and know that I'm God presence in the house of the Lord today. And the reason of that is because God's going to give some gifts out today. God's going to give gifts. You know, when you're at Christmas time and you're giving your kids gifts, you, you got to make them sit down and get them. They're running around doing a bunch of crazy stuff. It's hard to receive something. Amen, Pastor. Now, I'm not saying that ain't, there ain't time for that in the house of God. I'm just saying that's the reason you're sensing what you're sensing right now. Some of you are going to walk out of here with the gifts of healings today. Some of you are going to walk out of here with the gift of faith today. Some of you are going to walk out of here with the working of miracles today. God's going to work miracles through your hands. So I read that portion of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and in chapter 2 to defeat the devil's lies. Before you begin to disqualify yourself, I read that so that you will understand that God uses the things that the world says is no good. God said, that's the one I want to use. Can somebody give him praise in the house today? Hallelujah. He said, that's the one I'm going to use. The one that's despised. The one that said no good. The one they said would never amount to anything. The one they said that everything he touches falls apart. The one they said he'll never be able to do this and do that. He'll never be smart and he'll never be able, uh, capable. He'll never be able. And God says, watch this. I do this so that, the, so that the wisdom of this world will be made foolish in the eyes of men so that no flesh can glory in my presence today. How many are glad that God didn't use the wise and the prudent 
than of the world. But he reached down and chose people like me and you, people that others said could not do nothing. Others said they thrown their life away. Others said they're too depressed. They're too dark. They're too bad. They messed up too much. They've been to prison too long. They've turned around and destroyed their marriage, destroyed their finances, destroyed their call, destroyed their walk, destroyed their mind. They put too much pot in it, too much acid in it, too much cocaine in it. And God said, watch this. I can take the foolishness of the world and raise them up for the wisdom of God. So there shall be no flesh that glories in my presence. That's why he's doing it. Hallelujah. I've often, you know, sometimes you wonder, wonder what it's like to pastor a bunch of rich people. You know, any preacher that says they ain't never thought about that, they're lying to you. Just leave them alone. wonder what it's like to pastor a bunch of millionaires and billionaires. I don't know. I've just watched God take people who were nothing and make a lot out of them. Can we give God praise for that? I've watched God take people that were nothing and make a lot out of them. And that's like God, isn't it? He's saying, listen, I'm not asking, I'm not asking what you are. I'm asking what you have. God's in the business of making you who he wants you to be. Now I'm, I'm going through all this right now because I need you to understand that when God gives you this gift today, don't think that you're all high and mighty and your train fills the temple. I need you to understand that when God gives you these gifts of the Holy Spirit that he's going to give you here in a little while, it's not because you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. You just happen to be in a, a service where the anointing of God is and you're hungry for the things of the Lord. Hallelujah. You just happen to be in a place yielded before the Spirit of God and you're his children. And he says, you know what? I want to give you this. I want to give you this so that the world can see that I am still alive and well. I'm breathing. I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords and I'm seated at the right hand of the Father and there ain't nothing anybody can do to bring in, bring me down. Put what president you want to put up, I will not be brought down. Face whatever you got to face, I will not be brought down. Whatever pandemic, epidemic, whatever you want to call it, I will not be brought down. I'll stand King of Kings and Lord of Lords and I'm still coming back for my church and there's a day I will set my kingdom up on this earth and I will rule with a rod of iron and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that I am the Lord and I am the Lord of all. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying right now. That's what he's saying. But I believe also that God has me uh, speaking on these gifts because uh, uh, unfortunately the church as a whole, uh, and I am also talking about Pentecostal churches, have walked away from the supernatural workings of the Lord. They have walked away from the power of God. Many people today are embarrassed of the Holy Ghost. They're embarrassed of what we just saw. If we, if, or what you just experienced. Matter of fact, right now, in most of the churches of America, we might have 10 people left because we're an hour and 45 minutes into the service. They don't have time for God. They got too many other things to do. I want to just come in and say, God, give me my ticket and let me get out of here. Now, I'm not telling you these people aren't saved. I'm just telling you they're not going to do anything big for God. Because the Lord is looking for people who are teary. The Lord's looking for some people who will, like Jacob, grab a hold of him, wrestle for a little while, and when they get done, they walk a little different. 
God's looking for some people that, that after you've wrestled with him for a little while and, and you leave with a blessing, people look at you and say, man, something you're walking a little different. You're talking a little different. You're living a little different. And the reason is, is because you dare to turn around and grab a hold of God and say, do not let me go until you bless me. I want to be used by you, Lord. That's what I want to do in these last days. But we, the church, has walked away from a lot of these things right now. Uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I was going to read a passage of scripture in Judges, in the book of Judges. I think it's in the beginning of the book of Judges. It says this. It says that there was no king in the land and every man did what was right in his own sight. I'm sorry, that's at the end of Judges. At the beginning of Judges, it says this. And the generation of Joshua... Joshua and his generation passed away and the generation that rose up knew not the Lord nor the works he did. What we're facing right now as a church in, as a church as a whole in America right now is a generation that's rising that know not the Lord nor the works that he has done for the church. This is not an indictment against that generation. It's an indictment against us that's before that generation. Because people have walked away from the preaching of the cross. People have walked away from the gifts of the Holy Ghost. People have walked away. They said you can't fill up a church with the gifts of the Spirit. They say you can't fill up a church speaking in tongues. You can't fill up a church preaching on the cross. And you can't fill up a church mentioning the blood of Jesus. You can't fill up a church if you don't let people get their 55 minutes and out of here. You can't do it. If you preach on sin, they're going to leave. They're not going to repent. They're going to leave. I tell you, it is an indictment. It's an indictment against the people of this land. It's an indictment against the church right now because they have chosen man's wisdom instead of God's wisdom. And the Lord says man's wisdom is foolishness compared to my wisdom. It don't matter how wise you think you are. It don't matter what degree you might have. They can call you a PhD, doctor. They can call you whatever they want to call you. But if it is the wisdom of man and its best is the foolishness of God and the foolishness of God, is wiser than any man. And they have chosen to walk away from these things. But there arises a generation, a remnant. God's always said he'll have a remnant. There's always going to be somebody left that'll say, I will not bow. Throw me in whatever you got to throw me in. Do whatever you got to do. Talk about me. Begin to do all this. Whatever you want to do, but I will not bow. And if God doesn't rescue me out of it, I still will not bow. Because I have found him faithful in the time of a circumstance. I have found him the one peace in the middle of the storm and I have found him a deliverer when I was bound in my sin. I still will not bow. It's an indictment against the generation of preachers right now. Hallelujah. They bought into the lies that you can't you know, nobody wants this kind of stuff no more. Give me a concert, Pastor. Give me a concert. Entertain me. Now, most people would never admit to these things, but their actions speak louder than the words. Unfortunately, people, people, leaders in the kingdom today, they purposely plan services to keep any encounter with God minimized and under their control. They resist altar calls and any other extended times in their services that it might allow people to encounter God in such a way that it might cause others to feel uncomfortable. I, I didn't like what happened to sister so-and-so down there. She yelled and they laid hands on her and something came out of her. 
I got to leave. It's called deliverance. Jesus did it his whole ministry. Peter did it his whole ministry. The Apostle Paul did it his whole ministry. And let me remind you out there in Facebook land and YouTube land, that's what this church, that's what the church of Jesus Christ was built on is the power of God and delivering people from the very grips of Satan. Hallelujah. Little by little, churches walked away from the very thing that birthed us. If there is no turning back soon, there will arise a generation, a generation that knows not God nor the mighty works that it done to birth the Pentecostal church in this time and in this land. Oh, they'll know God. That's not what the scripture is talking about. It didn't say that people did. They wasn't talking about they didn't know God. They didn't know the God of Joshua. They didn't know the works that he did for the people of God. And I, I'm, I'm concerned, and not as much as in this house, because we keep pushing against the powers of darkness, but I'm concerned there's about a 95% of this generation that's rising up right now that one day they won't even know what tongues is. They won't even know what the power of God is. They won't even know what the glory of God is. They won't know what prayer meetings are. They won't know what it's like to grab the horns of the altar and not let go until God blesses you. They won't know what it's like for the anointing of God to come on a service and the yokes be destroyed and people hit their knees and repent before the Lord and come back out changed by the power of God. I'm concerned. I feel like preaching now. I'm concerned that there's going to rise a generation that they'll be divided by the things of the world instead of united by the things of the word. I am concerned right now. And that's why I'm preaching on the gifts of the Holy Ghost so I can never be stand, I can never stand before God and under an indictment that I did not tell you that there was a power from on high that can make you a witness in a dark earth, that can make you a bold light witness right now. I don't want to stand before God and be indicted one day and say you didn't tell them. You didn't tell them there was a way to get to me through a speaking in other tongues that the enemy could not understand. You didn't tell them they could later they could lay their hands on the sick and they would recover you could you didn't tell them they could cast out devils so I stand here as a watchman on the wall to clean the hands of this house and to clean the hands of every preacher that'll walk through this ministry and tell you it doesn't matter what they say out there it doesn't matter what every preacher says God is the same God of the Bible he changeth not if he did it yesterday if he did it today He'll do it tomorrow. He is the same Jesus that changeth not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second thing I want to say today is that uh, I want you to understand that if God's going to get anything in the earth, he chose to use people. Sometimes we think God's just going to do something magically. That's not what he chose to do. He could have chose that way, but he didn't choose that way. So you need to understand this morning that if somebody's going to get a healing, he's going to float through somebody's hands in this house. If somebody's going to get a miracle, he's going to use somebody to do that miracle. The, chat, the question is, are you willing to be used? You know, we pray God have your way and I agree with that. I'm saying God have your way. Let your will be done. But you need, don't let that take you into a mindset of pixie dust. God's not going to throw pixie dust on the sanctuary and all of a sudden miracles break out. Now, why is this? Because he chose to use you. 
He didn't have to. He chose to. Smith Wigglesworth said this, man can't without God and God won't without man. So the question today is, are you the vessel that God chooses to use to bring somebody else's healing? Pastor, that's a lot of responsibility on me. No, really, the pressure is not on you. <laughs> you know, when I pray for people to be healed and get miracles, do you know I don't feel any pressure? There has been times I felt pressure and then I rebuked it. I don't feel no pressure. I couldn't heal you if I wanted to. If the Holy Ghost don't flow through me, you ain't going to get nothing but man. You don't have no pressure on you. The pressure's on God. It ain't really pressure. I'm just saying it's that way. Your responsibility is to believe and obey. How easy is that? That's real easy. You see how you just felt the pressure come off of you? That's what God is saying. Listen, enter into my rest. Believe and obey. Believe and obey. Believe and obey. Well, pa well Pastor, what if I lay hands on somebody and, and they don't get their miracle? That is not my business. I've never been asked to be in the result business. Come on, somebody. I ain't in the result business. I'm in the believing business. I'm in the obeying business. Hallelujah. Man, that's a good place to be in. Let's give the Lord a praise. That's a good place to be in. Hallelujah. See, the devil wants to get you in this performance mentality. This performance attitude where you feel like you have to do it. That way, when you do minister, all they get is man. But the apostle Paul said, I didn't come to you with persuasive words of human wisdom, but I came to you in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. He said, what you were seeing flow through me was the power and the spirit of the living God. That's how you receive what you receive. See, church, when you realize that God has chosen people to advance his kingdom, you will not be afraid to be used in the gifts any longer. You won't be afraid. Why be afraid when it's God flowing through me? Why be afraid to stand up and prophesy when it's God flowing through me? I didn't have to write this down before I came to church. I didn't have to think about this. I'm yielding. I'm yielding to the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm yielding. Hallelujah. That's what God's asking of you. Now, the Bible talks about the gift of faith. I'm not going to go too long. I don't think so. I don't mean to. How about this? Let's make a deal. This is my salesman part of me. When the anointing lifts and the revelation lifts, I'll stop. You have no obligation to listen to somebody ramble. None. How about that? Y'all want to make that deal? Amen. Let's make that deal. 
But the Bible talks about the gift of faith. Everybody say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Gift of faith. Say it again. Gift of faith. Say it again. Gift of faith. Now let's talk about the gift of faith for a minute. Now, all faith is a gift. Think about it. The Bible says that God has given to each one a measure of faith, right? So all faith, all faith is a gift. And when someone gives you something, that is a gift. But that's not what 1 Corinthians is talking about when it talks about the gift of faith. It's not talking about faith to have salvation. It's talking about something else. It's talking about a supernatural, hallelujah, a supernatural empowerment of the Holy Ghost that, that quickens you to believe and to receive what you could not believe and receive on your own. The gift of faith. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. When, when, this, when all this devilish Rona stuff started happening, my God, I thank the Holy Ghost. The gift of faith came on me. Amen. The gift of faith came on me. And I'm telling you, that, don't get me wrong. There were times when I was like, I don't know what the church is going to look like through all this stuff. I don't know how, what's going to happen. And, and then I would just hand it back to God. But the gift of faith came on me that said, you stand up and preach the word of God. And you do not compromise. And you don't turn around and alter in this time. But you stand up and preach it harder than you've ever preached it before. And I'm going to fill the house. And this church will not lack one thing. Hallelujah. The gift of faith came on me and I couldn't tell you why and how I believe what I believe and I was hearing the other stories of pastors and I'm still hearing some of them. God bless their souls. There are more pastors quitting now than ever before. Why? Because they can't get 15% of their people back in the house of God. I'm hearing these stories and, and I pray for these pastors, these men of God. They're good men of God. They're faithful men of God. But I stood up and I, the gift of faith came on me and I said, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know who God's going to use, but I tell you, we will come through this bigger and better and stronger than we've ever came when we started it in the first place. It was the gift of faith. Hallelujah. And that gift of faith will come on you. You see it all throughout the Bible. That's what people were working in when they would stand in one place and decree something and something else would happen in another place. It was the gift of faith. You see it in the Old Testament and you see it in the New Testament. You see men and women of God working in the gift of faith. And we need people right now working in the gift of faith. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It is a gift. It is a supernatural empowerment of the Holy Ghost. And it is given, church, it is given to edify and build up the church. It is the gift of faith. The gift of faith that come on you, man, I'm telling you right now. When, when I, I've told this story right here, but when we bought this property, got in it debt free, I had the gift of faith came on me. I'm telling you, I didn't know how I believed and why I believed. I just knew that I did believe and we was walking in it debt free. I just knew it. It was the gift of faith. It was the grace and the gift of God that came inside of me to believe for what I could not believe in my own faith. Now here is the thing because I don't want you to think it's some kind of magical potion that you don't never have to have faith. It takes faith to walk in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, even the gift of faith. It requires faith to walk in the gift of faith. 
So don't think that there's going to ever be a time where you, where God is going to let you not have faith. For it is impossible to please him without it. So it requires faith. Hallelujah. How many have ever been used in, in the gifts of the spirit in any way? Just lift your hand. Praise God. Now, do you remember the quickening that came on you? Now, whether it was tongues or interpretation of tongues or whether it was prophecy or discerning of spirits, regardless of what it was, do you, that quickening that came in you and you knew that you was to give that message, you knew that you was to go over and you had a word of knowledge or you knew that you was to go over and lay hands, whatever it was, the gift of faith is the same way. It is a quickening that comes inside of you from the Holy Ghost. It is a stirring that comes in your spirit and all of a sudden you know, my God, I don't know why, but I believe for something that I could not believe for before I, the Lord gave me this gift and this is what the church needs to work in right now this, listen you want to know something this nation is depending on the church right now to begin to move in the gift of faith church to stand up and say my God I don't know I don't know why I have this kind of faith but I decree the have shifted in this nation now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's the gift of faith. It's the supernatural empowering of spirit to have faith for what you couldn't receive on your own faith. So I'm talking about the action gifts today. The gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. I'm going to go a little bit longer because I still feel the anointing and the revelation on me. Now, remember how I told you last time when I preached on the gifts, it, it requires, everybody say, say it requires faith on the count of three. One, two, three. It requires faith. You cannot move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the natural. Now, what I mean by that, not that your natural body's not being used, but I'm saying the natural man knoweth not the things of God. They know if not the things of God, these things are spiritually discerned and spiritually received and spiritually walked in. So it has to be a time where you crucify your flesh. Well, pastor, I don't know if I want to get out there and lay hands on somebody. Everybody might laugh. That's the flesh. You got to pin that flesh to the cross and say, I'm going to move in the Holy Ghost. If you're going to see God work, if you're going to be used by God in these last days, it's going to require you crucifying your flesh and you giving way to the spirit every single day. Now, I want to talk quickly about the gifts of healings, the gifts of healings. Um, first of all, I want to point out to you, I want you to notice uh, the, 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 the vocabulary here on the gifts of healings. It's plural. Gifts of healings. Gifts, that's plural, of healings, plural. One of the worst things the church has ever done, in my opinion, is pigeonhole the gifts of healings to a gift of healing. In other words, thinking that the gifts of healings is all broke down and confined to somebody being healed in the natural. So we might have somebody whose ankle or we might have somebody whose, whose uh, heart has been healed or, or got a physical healing, but they walk out and they're broken and twisted. 
Because we thought the gift, the gifts of healings were all about the gift of healing. That's part of it. That's part of it. God wants to heal you in your physical body. Say amen. Especially if you need one, shout amen. God wants to heal you in your physical body. And he will do it. With the stripes upon the back of Jesus, you are healed in Jesus' name. And he'll do it. But I want you to know that is not confined. The gifts of healings are not confined to whether you got pain anymore or not. I know people that God uses in the gifts of healings and God uses them to bring physical healing to people's body. But they're on the third marriage. Now, I might send you to that person to get a physical healing, but if your marriage needs a healing, guess what? You ain't going there. So one person needs to be healed in their body. That's a part of the gifts of healings. But this person needs a healing in the marriage. God can use somebody here in the gifts of healings to bring healing to the marriage. Use another person over here to bring healing in the physical body. Use another person over here to heal your heart from the past because you was abused as a kid and use another couple over here to heal your finances and all of them are the gifts of healings. All of them are the gifts of healings. Why has the church pigeonholed the gifts of healings? Hallelujah. I've seen people, listen, one of the things that, that God does here I don't, it's just what, it's just the anointing on the house is ministers come in ready to quit, broken and ready to throw the call away. And within, when they walk in here, they start dreaming again. That's a gift. That's gifts of healings. It's healing that heart, healing that preacher, healing that woman of God, healing that man of God and causing them to step back up and want the ministry again. That's part of it. It's the gifts of healings. And it's crazy to me and not crazy, but one couple can have faith for the marriage to be healed, but you probably don't want them praying over you for your physical body to be healed because God might not use them in that way. How is God wanting to use you? Can I tell you what you've been through many times can be the very, the very gem showing you the way he wants to use you. God don't waste nothing. He said, I ain't even waste your tears. I bottled him up. You think I'm going to waste your failure? You think I'm going to waste your trip up? You think I'm going to waste your circumstance? You think I'm going to waste your two years of depression? The devil is a liar. I can use it in the middle of it and cause somebody to be healed all while I am working in and through your life. Give the Lord a praise if you believe it in this house right now. The gifts of healings. Oh, glory. The gifts of healings. Now, second thing I want to just say today, and then I'm going to move on to the working of miracles. When you are praying for somebody to be physically healed, or, or you are ministering to somebody to have healing in their marriage, or healing 
All right, let me say it this way. If you spent five years destroying your marriage, one prayer probably ain't going to heal it. It's probably going to take a little time. A prayer can get it started. A prayer can make some ground up. Amen. But <laughs> it's just humorous to me how sometimes we think that. Okay, so I said that so that I can bring you to a physical healing. Healing is can be instantaneous and progressive. Matter of fact, my personal, if you want to hear from me personally, if you receive a healing in an instant, I would call that a miracle. That's a miracle. Healing, have y'all ever read in the scripture where the Bible, where Jesus said, and as they went, Okay, in Luke chapter 17, there was 10 lepers, 10 lepers. They came to him and they said, Lord, if you're willing, make us clean. He said, I'm willing, go and show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. Now, we don't know whether as they went, if it took the first hour or the second day. I'm saying this because some of you walk down to receive something and you want and you ask for a healing, but when you didn't get a miracle, you walked away from your healing. And you didn't believe it no more. Many healings have to be walked out. Have you, read the times where the Bible says, and, and Jesus spoke something and from that very hour. It does not say they, he was completely healed in that hour. It says from that hour. In other words, from that hour, it could have been they were healed completely or from that hour, things began to get better. I've watched people get touched by God and walk out the doors and turn around and pick, it, pick whatever the, uh, God turned around and healed them from, pick it right back up and put it in their life. They, because they didn't receive a miracle. Healing, healing can happen now or it can be progressive. How many of you know that both of them are from God? Both of them are from God. Hallelujah. How do, I'm just, how do you keep your healing? Keep a good confession. Keep your faith high. Well, Pastor, you just, you just want me to sit out there and, 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 and act like ain't nothing going on. No, I didn't say that. I said keep your confession high. Keep it in faith. Now let's move on to the working of miracles. And then I'm, I'm done. The working of miracles. The Bible talks about the working of miracles. Now, a miracle is something that does happen instantaneous. Someone comes down, has a broke leg, you lay hands on them, their leg ain't broke no more. That is a miracle. Amen. Someone walks down, their shoulder's dislocated. You lay hands on them, their shoulder's no longer dislocated. That's a miracle. Someone comes down, 
has a broke finger, says it's a season end, ending injury. You lay hands on them. They go back to the doctor. The bone's not broke anymore and they're playing football next week. That is a miracle. That's a miracle church. Or you don't have no groceries at home. Jobs done ran out. You don't have no money. You pray. And all of a sudden God shows up with provision. That's a miracle. That's a miracle church. Or you walk in, you've been strung out for so many years, you don't even know what it's like to be sober no more. You got needle tracks in your arms. You've been snorting dope. You've turned around and destroyed everything in your life. You come down to an altar, bow your knee to the Lord, walk out, never pick it back up. That's a miracle, church. I'm telling you, that's a miracle. And God is still in the miracle working business. But guess what? He's just looking for some people. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth, seeing whom he can show himself strong through. The question is, do you want to be used by God to work miracles? That's the question. Come on, Molly. I feel it's done now. Pastor, we've been praying for so-and-so to, to, to be healed, or we've been praying for this miracle to happen. Well, has anybody went and laid hands? Well, no. Well, how's God going to move? How? Pastor, we've been looking for a miracle. I, I, I always uh, am tickled a little bit about, Pastor, we need a miracle in our finances. Well, I'm on, we, there's, a pray, there's a prayer we can pray for that, Brother Timothy. I'm telling you, we can. But I'm going to tell you one thing that's better than a prayer. It's called tithes and offerings. It'll open the heavens. I'm talking about it will open the heavens. Now, I can pray for you, and I will pray for you. I'm telling you, I, I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm all that and ain't going to pray for you. I'll pray for you, but I'm probably going to pray that you'll be obedient. Amen. It'll open the heavens over you. What, what if... Uh, what, what if... I don't know. I don't want to pigeonhole God, but... So, Lord, forgive me if I'm saying, if I'm going too small, but what if 20 people today received the gift of working the miracles? And you went out, and as you went, you worked miracles. How many people be, how many people would grab your coattail next week trying to get to where you came from? Get to the house of God. Church, this is what the Lord wants to give today. This is what he wants to give unto you. And as the tongue and interpretation came, what did it say? The Lord said this, just receive. Man, you ain't got to get down here and fight with God and no, just receive just receive humble yourself and receive from the Lord today that's all that's all 
Hey, now let me tell you this. God might be sitting there saying, hey, you know, you got to get this stuff right now. You need to get this right in your life. I want to use you, but you got to get this stuff right in your life. It ain't that you're buying it from God. God's just saying this is going to get in the way. Let's stand in the house of God. I feel like you've done got as much revelation as you could possibly stand today. I appreciate you being so tentative. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you receiving from the Lord today. Now lift your hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I humble myself. I submit to you. I resist the devil. He has to flee from me. In the name of Jesus, I receive you by faith as my Lord, as my Savior. From this day forward, I choose to submit and to yield to your Holy Spirit. Whatever he wants is what I want. I ask today, Spirit of God, give me spiritual gifts for the glory of God, for the edifying of the church, that our church may be built and established in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Those of you watching at home, right now, I want you to pray that prayer. God, I want to be used by you. Lord, I want to be used in the gifts of healings. I want to be used in the gift of faith. I want to be used in the working of miracles. God, I submit myself and I yield this vessel to you to use it now in Jesus' name. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.